0: Today we have the powerhouse, Nikki Fogden-Moore, known as the mojo maker, author of Vitality, the smart guide to getting the life and body you want, especially designed for super busy people with no fad diets and no strict gym regimes. And now with the launch of her second book, Fitpreneur, the ultimate leader, healthy, wealthy and wise, healthy, less hard work and more energy to work hard at what you love, Wealthy, part of the ultimate leadership in business and in life is assuring your own legacy, and wise mindset is everything. Vision, mission, and values align us to our professional and our personal success. Today our guest is a global corporate and private coach and speaker with over 2 decades experience in bringing both personal and commercial vitality to life of Fortune 500 CEOs, entrepreneurs and high-performing companies. Head trainer for Women's Health and Fitness for four years, Nikki is a regular contributor for Huffington Post, Australian Financial Review, CEO Magazine, Marie Claire, and other leading media. She's a self-confessed nature junkie. You can usually find Nikki somewhere outside adventuring if she's not in the boardroom with her clients. It's time to take a holistic approach and tune into this inspirational woman. Enjoy. So today we have a very special guest for you. We've got Nikki Fogden-Moore. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Catherine. It's great to to be on the show. So before we got on the show, I was just saying to Nikki, she has a a new book out and I was just going through the book and picking out some little golden nuggets for our listeners. But before we do that, let's go into, uh, let's unpack, I should say, um, Nikki and tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us your story.
1: Oh, wow. So you're throwing that straight back to me uh, right in the beginning. (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay. Well, um, I'm Nikki fogden I'm known as the vitality coach or the mojo maker to most of my clients. I specialize in working with, you know, really, really high-performing individuals and companies on how to find their ultimate blend with personal and commercial Success. So Healthy, Wealthy, Wise are my three core pillars. Um, I work predominantly with founders, CEOs and, and pretty sort of strong companies, but also I work a lot on community projects for startups and building founder vitality and mindset to help small to medium-sized businesses really create sustainable success. Uh, I've been doing this for a very long time. I've got a background in, in business and advertising and branding for 20 years and also in health and well-being. So funnily enough, I was the head trainer for Women's Health and Fitness magazine in Australia for four years and I've been running dude and CEO retreats for 12 years now, starting in Europe and most of my career was over in Europe and and Amsterdam, London um, and also a little bit of time in New York and it's great to now be based in Australia and working with some global global minds um, but having this beautiful backyard of ours to uh, call home.
0: Wow, that's that's very impressive Um, and it sounds like you had lots of fun as well. So let's talk about your book a little bit, The Fitpreneur. Uh, talk us through a little bit about the ultimate leader when it's, you're talking about healthy, wealthy and wise. Um, the one thing that I really, um, really stood out for me is about spending that time instead of being on auto- autopilot, it's actually spending that time with yourself and slowing down. That was one of the things that really resonated with me. But I know from experience that's easier said than done. So um, what are some tricks? That you would I, like to give to our listeners, maybe three hot tips on how do we actually slow ourselves down enough to sort of listen to our body.
1: I think first of all, um, you know, I'm someone that is very high octane. I love what I do, so I have a lot of energy, and I can work really long hours. I think the first thing is you've got to give yourself permission to figure out what you, your your mental DNA is, and you know, um, there's a lot of social construct around how we should work and what we should be doing, a lot of stories attached to. Um, our career development. And the first thing I would say is figure out what's going to be the right landscape for you and what's important to you and what you value the most. And if you do love your job and it excites you and it lights you up and it builds your sense of contribution and tenacity and enables you to have a great um a great life, then I think the number one is you shouldn't have to apologize for that. But in order to have sustainable success, we must have a trifactor of areas in our lives that are working. Um, And that is making sure that we're healthy. We need mental and physical agility to make good decisions, to reduce stress. Um, to be able to sustain long hours and also balancing family, friends and me time. And I think health and well being is just a part and a co-requisite of being a great leader. Um, the other thing is wisdom. You know, um, to be a great leader is to know that we don't know everything. It's to have the right people around us. It's to continuously be curious and to avoid fear-based decisions. And then, of course, our wealth. Our wealth isn't just how we run a balance sheet on the bottom line for a business, but also making sure your personal finances uh, your legacy planning and your day-to-day operations for your own life are just as tight and robust as what you're doing for your business. You're ninety, You're I think it's 93 or 94% of stress related in the workplaces because people are worried about their personal finances and they're very, very concerned and they're anxious and it builds up and they think they can push that sort of thing under a rock and I I think a real leader is understanding that in order to have the ability to sustain loving what you do and going through the peaks and troughs of any type of business, you need to be healthy, wealthy and wise.
0: I love that, and uh, the thing that really resonates with me is when you said it lights you up. And I know this for a lot of our listeners that are entrepreneurs. Uh, for example, you um, have the right landscape. You do what you love, and you, and you love it so much that it actually never feels like you work a day in your life. And that in itself is a trap. I find for myself anyway. So I work and work and work and. I push myself because there's always that, I always say there's always light at the end of the tunnel. And, but I hear that a lot of entrepreneurs go through this same thing where they love what they do, uh, and they work crazy hours. Sometimes, you know, you 12, 14, 16 hours in a day because they're enjoying what they do. So how do we create that fine balance when we're talking about stepping away and just to pause? Um,
1: you're right. And I think it's, it's a really interesting conundrum for a lot of people is it's easy to kind of get sucked into the work vortex and use it as a bit of a crutch and say, but I love what I do. And, and actually, you have to have the ability to be a CEO of your life as well as your business, which means what do you really want? Why are you working so hard? What do you want your own personal landscape to look like? and and taking that regular 90-day plan and considering, you know, who you want to be spending time with, what you want for your family. And life is short. This is it. There's no more time like the now. We actually physically have no more time than we actually do right now. Every every hour that goes by is, um, you know, creating less and less time for us to enjoy what we have. So that ability to be present is really crucial to help make good, thorough decisions across all areas and and you don't want to look up a few years later and and think is that it and most of the CEOs or the founders that I work with they've had a lot of collateral damage along the way for their success and they've kind of looked up and they're like whoops so I've really kind of lost my mojo I might have you know come through a broken marriage and lots of teams and staff and what was it all for? So being present and being able to understand what's really, truly important to you, what's driving you, makes you a fantastic leader. It gives you transparency and a great GPS to know that you should have a blend of work and life, not necessarily a balance.
0: Mm. Do you know and I think Nikki um, that brings me to the next point in your book you have uh, this vitality uh, bank account and where to <laughs> find the balance and, and I guess for our listeners that haven't got the book yet I'd love to talk through that because I think that was a bit aha moment for me um, when we look at the deposits what are the deposits and then the withdrawals so would you like to talk us through that for our listeners please.
1: that's a a really really great question I'm glad you brought that up I put that in there because what I do with a lot of coaching is I get people to sort of map out where they sit now like you know we're very happy to look at our bank balance and see where there's debits and credits but quite often we're mortgaging our own lives and we're always working on borrowed time and something that you said in the beginning of this podcast together was you know it's just I'm just going to slog through the next bit and you sort of wait for that next epiphany and you'll just get through the next bit so you know the art is seamless success it should be thriving not striving and and that means consider where you're putting deposits into your areas of life your health and well-being what is contributing to your overall success as an individual not just commercially Uh, you know are you spending quality time with those that you love putting the ipad down reading stories to your kids running around being fit and healthy with your family enjoying experiences passing stories and legacies on those are all contributions or deposits to a very enriched life you know we, we mortgage our time we work late we don't feed ourselves well, we, you know, undernourish our brains and our nutritional capacity, we starve ourselves of the people that we love because we're too busy to spend time with them and we end up just in the red all the time. So having a little vitality bank assessment every 30 days is actually a really cool tool to figure out if you're putting deposits and growing your vitality bank balance or if you're just constantly making withdrawals and one of these days it's, it's not going to pan out very well.
0: And it's it's a bit of a, like I see how when you were talking about we get caught up in this vortex of working and we do tend to put our family aside at times because we need to get this project done or we've got a deadline or we have a timeline. And then, you know, you can't buy that time back. Once it's gone, it's gone. It's about making that time now. And I think for me, the other pieces that I really liked out of the book was the Fitpreneur model. I loved the way that you broke it down into three areas, which was healthy, wealthy, and wise. Because to me, when I actually went through that, I could uh, look at that and go, wow, there's a lot there that are out of balance for me. Uh, and for me, it's more so that, and I, I hear this quite often, We, um, because of, uh, especially for entrepreneurs, when they've got this um, big audacious goal they're working through, they do tend to put their... Um, I guess their health aside, whether it's sleep or, or even exercise, and I'm one of those, I'm one of those, um, and it get, you, you do get caught in a trap. Um, now, I have, I know for me, I've tried to actually block out time in my mm-hmm. calendar to create that space because, you know, you create that space to make it happen. But then other things come, uh, you know, uh you know, come along and then it's almost like um, it takes over that space that you've created for yourself. So what would be some of those non-negotiable things that you live by to make this balance really happen for you?
1: I think you've touched on something which I always um, go back to as the truth with people that goal set or create vision boards or make lists. You know, if you don't really want to be doing something, you're not going to do it. You're going to let other things creep in. So, if you are planning me time or friends and family time or moments with your kids and your agenda, and you're allowing something else to swipe that off, then you really have to ask yourself is that the truth? Do you want to be doing that? So, the fundamental to success is being present enough to recognize that what's on your list is vital. Mm. And, you know, we make so many lists because we think they look good. And when I ask people to do their values, Um, I think most people just default go to values that they think they want to be seen for or they but actually your value is your biggest kryptonite and if you're putting things in your agenda you should be asking yourself at the winning week time when you map it all out is this vital for me is it a non-negotiable and you know that the first answer that comes up is the right answer the rest is just rationalization or your ego so if you want to be spending time with your kids on a Wednesday evening, is it the right right thing to do? Ask yourself that. And if the answer is yes, then that's a non-negotiable. And I think that, you know, this word of work-life balance, I just don't believe in that. By default, balance is a yin and a yang. It's an up and a down. It's always finding and compartmentalizing and kind of, You know it's one or the other and when you blend you don't start apologizing you just accept that a healthy life is spending all areas with purpose and being present so not because you have to do it but because you want to do it so if you look at your week and you put things in there like working out or you know taking your daughter to the park or walking the dog whatever it is if you want to do it you'll make it happen but if you think you have to do it chances are you'll let something else come in the way.
0: It's so true, isn't it? And it depends when you're talking about values, it depends on what area of your life because there's times where um, I've spoken to entrepreneurs and when you ask them, like, what is it that you value out of life? What's most important? A lot of the stuff that is most important to them, they actually don't do. They actually put just not allow it to happen. And
1: and then you have to ask yourself, is it really that important? Because at the end of the day, we are the CEO of our life. So nobody else is responsible. Life is by choice, not chance. Uh, and I'm a bit of a tough coach. I think it's predominantly why I work with very very savvy straight down the line people. I work a lot with male-dominated industries because I, you know, I'm not there to fluff feathers and say, oh, poor you. I'm there to say this is your opportunity. You've got no more time than you do right now. What are you going to do with it? And if you live with intent and purpose, you make great decisions. If you live with clarity and mental agility, you make great decisions and you don't have to apologize for those because you're transparent about it and you can ask people for the right help and understanding. You can go to your family and say, Listen, we're coming up to a big campaign. I'm in the middle of hiring new staff. It's going to be a busy time. What I need from you is what would you like from me in return? It's this conversation rather than assuming everything's going to work out. And also... You know, it's not a blame game. If you're busy, you're letting your week run you. And um, it, I, always, I always use a little analogy. You know, I'm not curing cancer. I'm not sitting in a laboratory changing thousands of lives with a groundbreaking invention. So it, it, stuff happens. Things are going to get in the way. And I think we have to give ourselves permission to, to really just stand in our truth for a second and think, is this vital? Is this really what I need? And not filling the blank spaces with things that aren't really serving us.
0: Mm. And I also love what you spoke about before about it. There's no such thing as work-life balance. It's a blend. And I think that I, I always say it's work-life integration. And the moment that I put that into practice, I wasn't as stressed out. I wasn't so, oh my God, where's the balance? Oh, I didn't take time out. Oh, I didn't do this. It's so much easier. I like the word blending. It, it really resonates with me.
1: Yeah, and thats I think you'll find that quote in the book, you learn to integrate, not negotiate your time. Uh, It's a big pillar for me. A lot of keynote speaking is on around how do we integrate our life and our work, Um, and and that's the thing. All of a sudden you sort of feel relief because you're no longer having to compartmentalise and give one thing up for the other. So it is purely a mindset. It's not rocket science. We all know this. Um, The question when you're listening to great interviews like with Catherine or when you're absorbing all this information is that you have just as much of the ability to be in charge of your week as anyone else. I mean, if you've got sick children or perhaps you're going through your own things, that's just part of life as well as it's all about down to planning your weeks and being present and appreciating what you do have and not constantly waiting for this little magic pill to drop in where everything's going to suddenly be fine because life is demanding and we should be productive not always talking about
0: being busy Mm, so true and nikki you also mentioned before ego how do we know when it's ego getting in our way
1: so easy so easy i have this great expression your ego is not your amigo in fact there's a beautiful book by michael singer called the untended soul um and there's another book by a friend of mine mike duff called uh, the power within so you know our ego is the stuff that sits in our head our um amigo is our internal gps and and as I said before, the first answer you get is your internal GPS. The second, third, and fourth answers are, are what's in your head. They're the stories we tell ourselves. Um, you know, I've nicknamed my ego Bob. Um, so, you know, Bob's the guy that's always getting you to change the channel or he's always trying to get you to post-rationalize things or he's not letting you just make one decision and stick with it. And I think that that's just purely stories in society. and You've really got to trust your gut more than ever. We're in a society where there's so much information out there. I call it serial absorption. and people are so busy absorbing and waiting for some epiphany, they forget to just do things. So sometimes you just have to put one foot forward and trust that you've got this. And I think there's a strong power when you lead from within.
0: Mm, I love that. And I love the fact that you've uh, you've called uh, your ego Bob. It's interesting. (laughs) We had um, another lady that we interviewed and, we were talking about uh, your imposter or your saboteur and I was actually saying that, um, you know, I believe that we all have multi-selves and um, I think that the way that I've worked with my imposter is actually to name it and I actually said it was, uh, mine's um, mine is uh, Roger and I did it uh, so that I could actually externalize it and work with it uh, because it, what I realized is that, um my uh, saboteur my imposter would get in the way of every time I would succeed at something or if my relationship did really well or was about to hit that next level in my business, I would sabotage it. Mm. So do you see this happen often?
1: Well, it's, I think it happens on a minute-by-minute minute basis and the, and the first resolution or understanding you've got to have is that your your ego is never going to go. Those stories are always going to be there. I think people think that it's like becoming a Buddhist monk, you get a certificate and it's all fixed. That's not true. Um, you know, uh, daily daily om or daily pr- um, presence and daily connection means checking in and realizing those stories are uh, with you from when you were young and It's how society, you've just got to recognize it and you go, well, there you go again and you can hear it, but you can put it aside. So you recognize it, acknowledge it's there, but you go back to your gut. And that's just sometimes when we're going through very, very productive days or lots of challenges in our lives, you might need to do that seven times a day. And for other people, it might be once a month. You just, it is so dependent on how you're living your life and what you're going through. But the level of awareness and the recognition, the mindfulness means that you you almost can laugh because you recognize the story versus the truth.
0: Mm, and, and it doesn't matter, like, you know, for me, I've been doing this kind of work for years and I still, I'm you know, uh, am surprised. I can't believe I didn't see this, that I've been doing this for the last God knows how many years, 24 years or so. And um, and I think we never stop learning. And I think that if we have that open mindset set and become more aware of what the words we use and how we behave, I think this is when we start shining light in those dark spots um, where those, you know, whatever you want to call them, are hiding in those areas, those, the deep part of our unconscious mind.
1: Yeah, and I, I think also we can be so hard on ourselves and, and sometimes the biggest advice is just to go do the work, just get stuff done and, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it's not goals on paper don't work, you do, that's how you get results and the successful strategy of all the people that I work with and the life that I'm very li- lucky to lead is just because you just have to pull your socks up sometimes and go do it and it's a very refreshing and it's engaging and it's challenging and all those things and we shouldn't push those feelings down. That's, that's the breadth of being a wonderful human is having a range of emotions that take us through and make us realize when we're evolving and so my motto is evolution not resolution and to work with my clients on giving them a really clear and simple roadmap you don't have to turn your life upside down you just have to make a few small tweaks
0: mm, i love i love some of your uh quotes by the way they're right throughout the book they're very um i think they're really they hit you in the right spot so i love them
1: Oh, thank you. I have a dictionary, so sometimes I just make up these sunny quotes, and other times I've I've read them somewhere. And I mean, when I was twelve, I read the quote, "Design the life you love, or you'll get the one you're given," and and that's never left me. So I think it's always been my internal motto from a very very young young age, and and. Um, and I you know but mottos don't work unless you do as well and I think sometimes we can spend a lot of time looking at what's online on social media or looking at other people that inspire us but they're all going through exactly the same thing and and there's nothing more prevalent than living a life that you love on your terms with the people that you love around you and having the strength and the tenacity to figure out what that really is
0: mm, I love that on motto or affirmations I could see that you if you actually constantly are saying this in your mind it helps you drive in the right direction.
1: Yeah, and that's another little point as well. I think a lot of people put mantras up, but they don't, it doesn't really connect.
0: Mm. So,
1: what, you know, make your own one up if you have to, or choose a hashtag for the week, um, but make sure it connects because, you know, if something doesn't resonate with you, you can be inspired by someone else, but it has to be relevant to you. It has to be real time, and you have to want to fight someone for that goal. You have to really believe in it, and then you know you're on the right path. I love that.
0: Choose a hashtag for the week. I just wrote that down. Yeah. I love that. That's really cool. Yeah.
1: All my clients have winning weeks and they have a hashtag for the week, yeah.
0: That's cool. So, Nikki, during your whole journey or your adventure, what would have been some of your greatest lessons?
1: Oh, God. I mean, this is a million-dollar question, isn't it? I feel like I learn every day. I feel like when I wake up, I learn things and um, and I'm a very – Um, all-encompassing person I guess I've been given an extremely beautiful gift from whatever it was from my parents or from the universe that I'm um, connected to lots of different levels on this earth and lots of different people and it's a pleasure to do what I do and to work with the people that I get to work with and hang out with I learn about myself every day I learn about nature and life and business and I think you know when you approach Uh, every day with curiosity rather than fear your filter changes your aperture is suddenly a beautiful color and you're not sitting there you know afraid of making decisions or afraid of someone else's movements you see everything as an opportunity to learn and grow and and if you can grow through life you'll go through life in a really beautiful way
0: and that's a really important point. What you just said is go through life with a sense of curiosity, because that always, when you actually uh, approach everything with a sense of curiosity, it's almost like that childlike energy. You want to have fun. Oh with yeah, them. absolutely. You know I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. And also, I think when we're when we're making big decisions in business, and we're scaling our businesses, or you know, maybe you're going for funding, or you're running venture capital, or you're trying to build a board of directors. I, I think once we get more responsibility, we sometimes are afraid to show that we don't know everything, but the, the real leadership comes from understanding where the gaps are and wanting to surround yourself with real experts. And that's intriguing because those discussions become really intriguing yeah. and not to be afraid of someone that you think might be copying you or so like I think we just got to stand in your own light and and there's so much going around in the world. you've just got to understand what's important to you and uh, and also who is important to you and how you like. So my most important value is kindness. So it's not about budgets. It's about working with leaders and people and working together with collaborations with people that are ultimately kind people and that ultimately want to give back. And then I know we're going to gel. But if someone doesn't have that, that kind of DNA of kindness, I, it's my kryptonite. I'm not going to work well with that person. So knowing who you are enables you to work to the best of your ability as well.
0: And that is so important because, you know, that comes up quite often when I work with some individuals, um, you know, when they're starting up a business or they're still, I guess, seeking or working on their personal brand. Quite often they are copying of somebody else or um, might use somebody else as a point of leverage. And uh I always say, no, no, bring it back to yourself you know let's let's go into you what are your your superpowers what are your gifts what are you what is it that you love to do and bring that to life? not worry about what other people do around you and there is that fear of of um people stealing your work or copying from you uh, and I don't believe in that I, I believe in there's no such thing as competition there's co- collaboration. What are your thoughts around that <sighs> Uh,
1: I, I think that you can get so caught up in, in watching what someone else is writing. And if they've, I mean, we're all on this earth for the same purpose to do our best and to give back, and whatever people draw inspiration on. I think definitely now everything's online. Um, and for and someone that writes their own IP and has done for a long time, and um, you know, you could really sort of do your head in about that sort of thing. I think at the end of the day, you have to rise above it. If it is a direct violation of copyright, then that's a very, very easy discussion. Uh, but, you know, think about, you know, sort of Tony Robbins, Richard Branson, Dr. Don Martini, Barack Obama, um, all these beautiful quotes that are around the world. Of course, people are going to get inspired and want to utilise those. My only thing is I say to people, attribute, you know, if you borrow something from someone or that person inspires you, then pay it forward and say, I just got this off Catherine, I love this quote you know tag that person because that's only beautiful energy that will come back to you as well
0: i like that pay it forward and you do you have something in your book about giving back where it starts with yourself give back to home give back to work do you want to talk us through that one
1: well the ultimate vitality is six pillars and the sixth pillar is is being able to give back and often i think we we determine giving back by large amounts of financial philanthropy but actually giving back is a sticky note on someone's desk to say hey you look great today or thanks so much or it's spending a couple of extra minutes at breakfast with your kids without your phone and going you know how are you it's talking to the person in the line and buying them coffee it's making people feel significant it's recognizing that your neighbors have names and maybe they need help and it's all these kind of community-based areas giving back is also understanding that you need time out for yourself in order to be there for others so it's a very very crucial part of being a wonderful human and a wonderful leader is is a, a able to um to pause and to think, how can I contribute back? Not because you want to be recognized or you want to slap your logo somewhere, but because you genuinely want to pay it forward. Mm. It's a, I call it racking it up, random acts of kindness every day.
0: Mm, I love that. And it's it's in the giving that we receive. And even you giving time for yourself. It's amazing when I've actually taken time out where I've gone, okay, I'm going on a holiday for two weeks and just um, uh, shut shop. Uh, it's amazing the things that come to fruition when i actually um, surrender and actually take that time out and pause it's that energy thing that just it just it's a it's a cosmic thing i can't explain it but in in that time when we actually give back to ourselves or give back your energy to somebody else to help them shine it always comes back that's how i always say it's it's in the giving that we receive yeah.
1: And that comes from being comfortable in yourself. Like when you are when you truly are comfortable in yourself and you know you're enough, then you've got plenty of room to give. And, and it's also not a story about how much you have to give or what you have to do. Just follow your own vibe. I like to buy someone a coffee. I like to give little treats to my staff or leave little text messages even to say, you rocked it today. I think it's recognizing people when they least expect it. And it's the small things that make the greatest impact.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, Nikki, one other question that we always love to ask our uh, women of inspiration is that we talk about pain points. Everyone has pain points, whether it's in business or, um, or or whether they're personal pain points. What would be some of your biggest pain points in business that you stumble across?
1: Oh, wow! That's um, you know, that's another great question. I think for me. There's many pain points, you know, finding great staff and, and ensuring I brief properly and wanting to make sure that I deliver like over and above for my clients and balancing everything, um, you know, looking after my family, my parents and still delivering on work. And pain points come when we're growing the most. It could be, you know, losing clients and gaining clients. It could be making a shift in your business. There's so many Um And I I used to see them as pain points, and I know that sounds uh, like a a strange way to see it, but now Every single thing that comes up is an opportunity to, you know, have a, a mantra, think like a CEO, plan like a visionary, act like a Buddha. That's my my personal quote that I use everywhere and that's how I really live. Like is it really a pain point if you stick to facts and stats? Like nobody intentionally goes out to go for you. It's not Game of Thrones where we're sort of, you know, mm-hmm. trying to dethrone each other. And I think if you take the story out and you stick to the facts and stats, people are just trying to survive. And um, that's the biggest thing I do is I, I eliminate the, the assumption, and I, you know, we're not allowed to assume in our office. We have that as a rule. so We have five rules, and one of them is absolutely no assumption. Always ask questions and stick to the facts and stats. And that gives you a great ability to be anchored in a situation and not run around screaming with your hands in the air and go, "Oh my god, this happened!" But you know, every single time you something happens, you can increase your mental muscle. You're flexing a new part of your brain, a new part of experience. You can ask for help in different areas. So. There has been painful moments from trademark issues to, to, to publishers that have completely undelivered to all sorts of things. But from those moments, I've just become clearer and savvier and more tenacious and love what I do even more. So I think that pain points are, can be miserable or they can be exciting and you just have to see it as everyone goes through that in business. It's a, it's a growth period. It's a challenge. It's an opportunity to learn.
0: Oh, I love that, and I I'm right there with you. I don't. I always look at pain points as opportunities. I don't believe in problems. I believe in pop opportunities, yeah. and we're like that as a team. When things come up, great, this is an opportunity, and it shifts that mindset from "Oh my gosh, it's a problem."
1: And I think the the one resounding thing is you're allowed to feel hurt. You're allowed to feel angry. You're allowed to feel. You know, someone, but I've got this beautiful, amazing sponsorship with Audi, and I just, I, I'm so grateful when someone backed into the car at a conference and didn't leave a note, and I just, I just could not believe it. And we were out there with the resort uh, managers, and we just, I just, I felt so. Uh, I felt like it was such an injustice that someone would have the audacity to do that and just drive off. Mm -hmm. And so um, you're allowed to feel upset and angry. I think you have to own your emotion, but you need to feel it and move on from it and figure out what to do next. But the problem is people push that away. Mm -hmm. They don't want to recognize when maybe an employee they thought was going to be amazing you know, maybe did something or they felt untrustworthy or they felt hurt by something. Like it doesn't matter what gender, what age, what title we have, we all have feelings and and you're allowed to recognize that and think, ouch, that was really tough or that hurt or that makes me sad. And that's very, very important um, because that's a raw first emotion and don't push that down. But then get into military mode and think, okay, you know, what are the facts and stats around that? And then don't push it down and just be really realistic.
0: I know, and I I love that too. I think that for me, it's um, I absolutely do feel it. But then I give myself a time, so it's okay to be upset for a day, or it's okay for you to be upset for two days, whatever that may be. After that, um, you know, let's unpack it a little bit and let's see what's going on, because sometimes there's 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 layers. It could be stuff that's been building up, and the smallest thing that could occur, then you get um you know, your emotions get heightened and I think that sometimes when we unpack some of those layers, there's a deeper meaning to that but you don't realise it till you have that, um, you know, brain vessel pop moment um, for you to actually sit back and go, what is really going on here?
1: Yeah, and I, I think sometimes, you know, I, I said at the beginning, life's by choice, not chance. Things are going to happen out of your control but it's what you do with that and, mm. and the reality is you're not always going to have the best first reaction and you're not always going to be the most amazing leader or the most amazing mother or or father or what you know, you're a human. And and I think that we just have to give ourselves permission to be real and that's a really, really great place to sit from, but also be smart and be intelligent and make good decisions and be calm and trust yourself a lot, of, a lot more and use your own IP and build from your own experiences. And it's okay and it's exciting to do that because it's very liberating.
0: Mm, so, I, I think it is very much it's how you respond and how you react to any situation. So the other question I have for you, Nikki, is since you do, you do a lot of work with uh, corporates, SMEs, companies, entrepreneurs, individuals, what do you think is the number one reason or one of the number one reasons that um, – most individuals or businesses um, fail to succeed?
1: Well, I, I think there um, the are three things, uh, clarity, consistency and courage. Um, those are really the three the three things. Um, clarity and they, they set a goal in the beginning but they forget to review it on a regular basis. I'm a real fan of the 90-day plan. Uh, and also as we evolve and grow the goals needs values and changes to the landscape need to be reviewed just as fast And so often we put a plan in place that might have been right for the beginning, but it's already obsolete very quickly So in today's society for business, we have to be agile. The, the other thing is consistency So we spoke about healthy wealthy wise so setting up habits which enable you sustain results winning winks. Planning your week out and integrating your business and your personal life as one enables you to have sustainable success, not just peaks and troughs. Uh, And the third thing is courage, courage to have think tanks, courage to think about what you really want and to listen to your gut, to identify your core values and to also find out what your staff value the most. Courage to ask questions and to to press pause. It might be time when your sales are a bit slower because you're refocusing your business. So it's understanding the visionary aspect behind what you do and not a knee-jerk reaction. So you know clarity, consistency, and courage are three crucial elements for long-term success. And that also comes down to legacy and planning and building the right teams around you. Those are really, really great anchors to think about that you don't want to burn out before you get there. And And also the old rules don't apply anymore. We need a a new set of hard drive rules around planning weeks where we do put time in for health and well-being. We do eat well and we do spend time with family and friends because that's what's going to make you a great leader. It's also what's going to have sustainability and that you enjoy the journey along the way of running a very, very powerful business, whatever size it is. You're not determined by the turnover. You're determined by what you feel success looks like and how you feel every day when you get up.
0: Mm, And I think that's one of the, I guess, one of the things that I, I guess, stumble across quite often when I'm speaking to businesses or individuals. They're good at planning business, but not planning life. And this is where they come down.
1: That's right. You have to be the CEO of your business and your life. Mm. That's the ultimate success. That's the ultimate leadership. It's knowing that everything is in some kind of plan and integration and not just leaving one thing as collateral damage. It's so true. Mm.
0: So Nikki, another thing that we'd love to ask our woman of inspiration is to leave three shiny golden nuggets for our listeners. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners today?
1: That's a great question, Catherine. I think um, I'd have to go back to my personal mantra and the one that I write about a lot, which is think like a CEO, plan like a visionary, and act like a Buddha. Um, You know, whatever comes your way in life, just step back, divorce the story, and and stick to the facts. So, think like a CEO is who do you have around you that you need? What questions do you need to ask? What information do you need to make a good decision? uh, and, And look at the bigger picture, you know, be the CEO of your life as well. So, a plan like a visionary means what is happening right now, is it really a big deal in the in the scheme of things? I think having a sense of perspective, a sense of vision and dreaming where you want to go and understanding where things fit is crucial for decreasing stress and understanding, you know, when to just let things go. Um, I, often people hang on to stories and, and, and they try and convince themselves that all these roadblocks exist and mostly it's in your head. And that brings me on to the third thing is act like a Buddha, taking time out, To be the best version of yourself to be calm to be centered even if it's 60 seconds just to press pause you don't need to reply to an email straight away or respond to a question straight away where we need to slow down a little bit and be centered and be present and there's a really powerful thing comes from when you lead from within we're all leaders in life we all have a ripple effect whether it's our kids our family friends or those that we lead at work the clients and the ones that we might influence without even realizing it so really being centered and knowing that you're in your honest truth and that you being the best version of yourself is the greatest gift you can give. So whatever's going on in your life, your business, your goals, your planning, um, you know, hashtag you got this. Just think like a CEO. Stick to the facts and stats. You know, plan like a visionary. Have perspective on what's happening. Is it really, really part of the bigger picture and going to affect anything long term? And then just be calm. So whatever is happening there is always a solution.
0: I just love that, and I love the hashtag, you got this. I love CEO, visionary and Buddha. Thank you so much for our three shiny golden nuggets. So Nikki, for our listeners, where's the best place they can find you?
1: Uh well I'm 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 on Instagram like a kid. I can't help it. So Anne Fogden Moore, Anne Fogden-Moore, and also the VitalityCoach.com.au. So a few changes coming up in the next couple of months with my site. I'm going completely the opposite direction and, and streamlined, which everyone's like, You're crazy. We love your site. So lots of evolution for me, but all my podcasts, my free blogs worksheets and everything are on thevitalitycoach.com.au and also the show on iTunes, The Vitality Coach. And Catherine, thank you so much for having me on the show. You've asked some great questions. It's been such a privilege.
0: Thank you so much for your wisdom, your wealth of wisdom and knowledge. And um, I can't wait for our listeners to connect with you. You're awesome. So thank you so very much, Nikki. Yes, yeah, you're so very
1: welcome. And we do sign copies of the book. So even though they're available online by Amazon and Booktopia, when you buy Vitality or Fitpreneur, I always like to do little signed versions via my website and put some secret sauce in there as well. So anything we can do to encourage your listeners to live a life they love and build a business they're proud of, I'm happy to help wherever I can.
0: Love it. And I highly recommend for our listeners to get uh, her latest book, A Fitpreneur. Uh, awesome. Golden nuggets all along, right through the whole book, and you'll really enjoy it. So thank you. Thanks, Catherine. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show, as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. If you have any questions, or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at and we will get right back to you. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Katherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care.